In this week's episode, we are going to take a look at some winners, some losers, and some interesting items sold this week here at the Galaxy. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to another episode of the Galaxy CD's Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. If this is your first time here, thanks for stopping by. My name is Ryan, and I am a full-time reseller, part-time YouTuber, and podcaster working out of my home here in the greater Cincinnati area. And this channel is all about the flip life. Normally, I've got a lot of reselling news to go over uh, in any given week, but this week there really wasn't anything going on. Uh, The only real announcement... If you use Pirate Ship, they sent out a notice and posted it on their website that uh, the upcoming USPS price increase for the season that goes into effect on October 2nd is not going to affect certain categories on Pirate Ship. So if you use Pirate Ship, uh, you're not going to be impacted by some of those changes. There's a really good detailed breakdown on their site. If you don't use them, you may want to take a look at their service and see if that's something that would benefit you because they're not passing along some of those changes. So that is good news. With all that little bit of news out of the way, let's get right into some stuff that's sold. So not every week is your best week ever. Uh, And not every week is full of just big winners. This week, we've got some stuff that wasn't that great. And we've got some other stuff that was just interesting. We're going to start off with an item that was just really interesting. So this came from the big lot of books that I bought from a private seller that I've talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks now. So this is an item that I own for about a nickel. This was the Schoenling Party Songbook from the Schoenling Brewery in Cincinnati. It was from 1943. So this is kind of a vintage piece. There were two of these just stuck in a box. Not really anything particularly special about them. I started it originally at an auction at $9.99. I didn't get any takers, so I relisted it at fixed price and then cross-posted it over to Etsy for $12.99. Again, it's something that I own for less than a nickel. A $12.99 sale doesn't really seem to be that big a deal. What was really interesting about this, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I've got the buyer's last name on there, and it is, in fact, Schoenling, and this person lives here in the greater Cincinnati area, so it would appear to me that this item was purchased by a family member of this classic Cincinnati brewery, so that made this kind of an interesting sale. Uh, Not, you know, it's... It's a great profit percentage from a nickel to 13 bucks, but it's not a lot of money. But I thought it was a really interesting sale, and so we're sharing it. Here's the first one that's a pretty interesting book. Uh, Hunter number 2, Operation Alpha Death. This was a paperback, rare vintage, written by Norman Conway. I have had this thing for a long, long time. This was part of a big lot of science fiction-type paperbacks that I bought several years ago. So I've had this thing for a long time. I own it for about 75 cents. I had it listed for $29.99. It's in my current discounted offer at 25% off, which made it $22.49 with free shipping. I had a customer that reached out with a best offer of 20 bucks because it was only about 75 cents to me. I took that $20 offer and sent this thing on its way. So that's probably one to be on the lookout for 
fairly rare. I don't know. I assume that other books in this series are probably the same way. So the series was Hunter. Uh, This book was Operation Alpha Death. This is another one that was was an interesting item, and it was not too hateful in terms of the money. I picked this up at an estate sale Why I was at an estate sale last week. (laughs) Uh, Given that I also picked up 1,600 books from another purchase, a friend of mine called and said, hey, there's an estate sale right around the corner from you. You want to go? He picked me up. We went over, and I managed to find some stuff. This book was one of them, The Writings and Drawings by Bob Dylan. This was a first edition illustrated hardcover from 1973. What was interesting particularly about this was that the buyer reached out to me and said there was a problem with their address and could I change the address, which I know eBay technically does not protect you if you do that, but it seemed like it was fairly legit. But they also mentioned in their message that they really enjoyed this podcast. So I thought that was pretty cool that I was selling something to a listener of the show. So I sent a message back and said, no problem on the address, I'll take care of it. And do you mind if I ask how you found the podcast? Well, it turns out that this person likes to do a little research before they make a purchase about the company that they're buying from, even though they're buying through eBay or Mercari or wherever it is they happen to be making a purchase. And when she researched Galaxy CDs or Galaxy CDs Rocks on Google, she found the podcast, which, or he, I guess, and they decided to give it a listen and really enjoyed it. So hopefully we will see you again, uh, both as a buyer and as a consumer of the podcast. But I really appreciated the message and the feedback. A textbook. Uh, This was part of a a private pick that I did. I was referred to an individual by a local bookstore who takes all their books on donation. And someone had reached out to them that had some books that they wanted to sell. They did not want to donate. So she referred them to me. I went out and made an offer on what amounted to about six boxes of books. This was one of those. I'm into this for about 53 cents. Uh, The Holt McDougal Larson Algebra 1 Common Core Edition hardcover from 2012. Textbooks can be can be really, really great, and they can be eh, kind of so-so. This one from 53 cents went for $21.99, and as if you've sold textbooks, you know they can be pretty big and pretty heavy. This was $6.17, even media mail shipping. So, but from 53 cents to 22 bucks plus shipping, that's a pretty nice flip. Here's another old book. This is also from The Big Lot, so I'm into this for less than a nickel. The Flaming Bear by Harold McCracken. This was a first edition hardcover. It's an ex-library copy in a library binding. So if you're not familiar with that, sometimes libraries will have books bound in special, kind of a little heavier-duty binding for the library, especially if it's a young adult or kid's book that will help that book last longer. So this was one of those. It was from 1951. Uh, Again, another item that was under a nickel, cost of goods sold, that went for $21.99 plus customer paid shipping. It was written by a guy named Harold McCracken. So be on the lookout for his stuff. Here is one that's, it wasn't really a loser per se, but it wasn't quite what it should have been. So again, the estate sale that I was at uh, with my buddy last week, If you've been following along in the show for a while, you know I'm kind of on the fence about electronics because they're kind of a pain to pack and to ship and to test. 
But I found this uh, vintage Fisher receiver, an RS110 Studio Standard AM FM stereo receiver. And I asked them how much it was. She said it was 10 bucks. So I plugged it in and it powered up. Everything lit up. So I went ahead and bought it for 10 bucks. If you sell electronics, you know that is probably not a sufficient test, but it's really just about all you can do in the field. I didn't have any speakers. There were no speakers there to hook it up. There was no extra source. I didn't have an FM antenna (laughs) kind of hanging around in my pocket to fully test it. So when I got it home, I hooked it up. I put an antenna on it. The signal meter worked. It was obviously getting a signal, but no matter what speakers I hooked up to it or what speaker terminals I hooked them to, I got no sound whatsoever out of this thing. So I listed it as parts or repair only, put it up for $24.99 plus UPS shipping, and I did sell it. So from $10 to $25 minus fees, by the time it was all done, I made probably $10 in profit on this. So I doubled my money, but this probably in working condition is between an $80 and $100 item. So it wasn't I'm calling this a loser because the amount of profit that should have been available was lost because the thing did not work as it's supposed to. So that's, again, the downside of electronics. If it's a portable device, usually you can test it in the field, but a device like this, unless the rest of the equipment that belongs with it is at the sale where you and you want to take the time to go through all that and hook it up, or you're the kind of person who can actually repair these sort of devices... I'm not that guy. (laughs) Uh, So I didn't lose any money on this, but I certainly didn't make what I anticipated when I picked it up. Another book, uh, another part of my 25% off clearance sale this month, A.P. Giannani and the Bank of America. This was from 1992. It was a first edition hardcover with its dust jacket. It was published by the University of Oklahoma. Not a lot of these out there. I had it listed originally for $29.99, and it sold for $22.49, plus free shipping. This was a cool one uh, from the private pick. So I got this thing. I've got about 53 cents in this. The Practical Cookbook by Mrs. Bliss. This was from the David McKay Publishers in Philadelphia from 18. 18- 87. A really, really neat piece in unfortunately not really great condition. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that the main picture I put up is not even of the cover because the cover was in such bad shape. Uh, but it's still, it's a obviously a very old book and it was fully intact. All the pages were there. There were some interesting illustrations and obviously some interesting recipes in this thing. So I initially had this up at an auction starting at 20 bucks over on eBay. There were no bites at auction. So I relisted it at fixed price at $24.99 plus shipping and literally sold it the same day. <laughs> uh, let me know in the comments below if you're on YouTube or you can email me if you're listening to the pod at galaxycds at gmail.com. If you run an auction on an item and it doesn't sell and you relist it at fixed price, what do you list it at? I generally have listed the thing at auction at my minimum price that I would accept for it. So when I relist it at a fixed price, I usually raise the price. In this case, I raised it by five bucks and made that $19.99 my minimum acceptable offer. So I can still try to get out of it what I wanted to start the auction at. Let me know what you do. Do you price it at the same price that you had the auction at? Do you price it higher? Do you price it lower because it didn't get any bids? I'm curious what other sellers do in that situation. 
This was an interesting group of books. I was at an estate sale back in the spring, and it was the last day of the sale, and they were really trying to clear stuff out, and I bought a massive book, box rather, of religious paperback kind of Bible study guides. There were, I think, 20 or 25 of them in this box. I paid $5 for the box, so I got these things fairly cheap. And I created, individually, they weren't worth a whole bunch, but I made lots by author of these. And this was a lot of eight paperbacks, Bible study guides by David Jeremiah. It included books like The Agents of Babylon, What Do You Think, What Do You Do When You Don't Know What to Do, and that sort of thing. Really interesting set of stuff in excellent condition, all by the same author. I've talked about this for the, gosh, nearly three years I've been doing this podcast now. I like to do Lots of books, if I can get a bunch by the same author, rather than just donating them or getting rid of them. This was a case where I had these eight that went for $24.99 plus customer paid shipping. Another old textbook, this one from 1948 by Jason John Nassau called Practical Astronomy. This was part of the McGraw-Hill Astronomical Series. I think I've talked about previously, McGraw-Hill is one of those that in that era from the 1930s through the 1960s had particular series of textbooks, astronomy and math and so on. And those books seem to do reasonably well for me when I can find them. This was part of a garage sale pickup. I own this book for $1. It sold for $24.99 plus customer paid shipping. A lot of stuff in this $20, $25 range. Here's another one. The Library of Health by B. Frank Scholl from 1924. This was an illustrated edition. It was essentially 21 books from the medical field all in one volume. This thing was gosh, four or five inches tall. It was a massive, massive book. This is another one from the private pick. So I'm into this for 53 cents. I had it listed for $29.99 or best offer. I received an offer of $25 and I went ahead and took that. This was another interesting one also because the buyer reached out to me once I accepted their offer and said they were actually a medical school student and wanted this book for their collection. I think we talked about this last week, or maybe it was on the show I did with Katie Reads. If you haven't caught that, make sure I'll leave a link down below for that. You can go check that out. We did a a long talk about books and book selling and these old medical books, particularly the ones that have a lot of really great classic illustrations from that era are fairly valuable for collectors. Obviously, this has virtually no use whatsoever to a modern day medical student, but it's an interesting piece to have in their collection. Another old paperback. This one actually sold over on Mercari. Operation Buffalo, the United States Marine Corps fight for the DMZ. Uh, This was written by a guy named Keith William Nolan. It was a first printing in paperback from 1991. This went for $26 with free shipping over on Mercari. Uh, Old paperback books, most of them are not worth a ton of money. But every now and then you'll find one that brings pretty decent dollars. A DVD, I picked this up for $2 at an estate sale back in the spring. This was the Lord of the Rings Return of the King special extended edition four DVD set. New and sealed, brought $29.99 plus media mail shipping. I There were several different Lord of the Rings collections in this particular lot, but they were all of different designs, so there was no way to really 
lot them all up because they were in different kinds of packaging and whatever, and they didn't make sense. But I, I know a lot of sellers will kind of buy these and one or two at a time and wait until they collect the entire trilogy and then offer them that way. In this case, I was just trying to turn and burn it. It did take about five months to sell, but again, $29.99 plus shipping. Uh, back over to Etsy. Uh, this is a book actually that I think I spoke about uh, on that show with Katie Reeds. This is The Diseases of the Heart and Circulation from 1952. This went for $29.99 plus shipping. This was, as I was researching this, one that was a fairly sought-after book. So if you're out and about and you see this particular book, uh, unfortunately, it's cut off the guy's last name, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, but Diseases of the Heart and Circulation. It was originally written, I think, in the 1930s, and it was revised several times. But this appears to have been one of the go-to texts for this type of medical and health advice from that era. So definitely be on the lookout for that if you're the kind of person that's inclined to look for books. Yet another book, a fiction from 1939, Bat, the story of a bull terrier by Stephen Meter. This was a hardcover from Harcourt and Brace. I had it listed for $37.99 or best offer. It went for $30 plus customer paid shipping. This was part of a big lot that I own for 50 cents. Another book from that private pick. So this is another one that was a 53-cent book. It was a antique Holy Bible from 1882 from the Hubbard Brothers in Philadelphia. It was a hard leather illustrated book. It was, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see from the picture, it's not in particularly great condition. Uh, it had a metal clasp on the side, which was essentially the the attachment for it was there, but the clasp itself was gone. It was missing. So it was a little bit rough. This is another one that I listed at auction starting at $34.99 plus shipping. It was a massive, massive book. This thing was about six inches thick. Uh, shipping was $10.31. It only got one bid, but again, from $0.53, cents, it went for $34.99 plus shipping. Another old uh, kind of a, a math textbook. This was from 1974, The Mini Math for Appraisers by Irvin Johnson. Uh, hardcover, kind of a, a textbook for real estate appraisers. Not riveting reading unless you're into math <laughs> uh, or doing appraisals. I've had this for quite some time. I picked it up at a garage sale for a dollar. Uh, it was in my 25% off offer sale. So it was listed for $49.99 and sold for $37.49 with free shipping. Uh, another book from the big... Uh, what is now up to about 14,000 book lot that I purchased. So another one that I own for less than a nickel, Eat Well and Stay Well by Ansel and I think it's Margaret Keys. Uh, this was a double day book club edition, hardcover with its dust jacket from, I believe, the 1950s. This went for $37.99 plus, again, customer paid media mail shipping. So sometime back... I did an estate pickup where I essentially, I left the sale on the last day and I said, if you want to sell everything that's left in here, that's books, I'll give you 50 bucks and I'll haul it all away. And on the next day, they called me and said I could come and get the stuff. Part of that collection was a bunch of old but unused crossword puzzle books, Kappa Herald Tribune and 
National Observer and all that kind of stuff, dating back into the late 1990s. They were not worth really a ton of money. I listed these things, I think, for $5.99 to $6.99 a piece, plus customer paid shipping. And I've sold two or three here and there, but I had someone that reached out to me last week and asked if I would make them a deal if they bought a whole bunch of them. Ultimately, they bought eight uh, unused Kappa crossword puzzle books from mostly these were from the early and mid 2000s. The total sale was $45.82. I've got about a nickel a piece into these things. So eight of them cost me 40 cents and I made 45, almost $46 plus shipping on this deal. So I'm not sure. I guess if there were a bunch of them, I would, again, and making sure that they're not completed, none of these had any of the puzzles completed, which makes them obviously a lot more valuable. I'm not sure I would pick them up again uh, unless they were part of a big lot. I probably wouldn't buy them individually, but if I can get them for that kind of price, it's hard to argue with that. Here's an interesting CD, uh, The Ice Opinion. It's a book narrated by Ice-T. This is from, I want to say it was from the nineteen late 1980s or early 1990s. It was a three-CD box set read by Ice-T. I've had this thing since I did the big bulk 8,000-odd CD buy a couple of summers ago. I, so I own this thing for less than four cents. I had it originally listed for $79.99 or best offer. It had a lot of watchers. I can't tell you how many offers I sent out on this, but nobody ever bought it. It's in my current, uh, actually, it was at the end of last month. So it was in the 35% off sale at $51.99 with free shipping. And I went ahead and sold that thing. And now I think this is going to serve as our flip of the week. This was over on Etsy. I picked up at an estate sale. That's another kind of interesting story. I was at a sale and they had a bunch of old books out in the garage, religious texts that were not in fantastic condition, but were really, really rare and unusual. And I went to the desk and I said, hey, you've got all these books out in the garage. They're they're covered with dirt. They're down on the bottom of the shelf and they're sitting on the floor and whatever. What kind of deal could you make me if I bought all of them? And she asks me, she says, are you the person that called from Dayton? And I said, no, I'm not. Are they on hold? And she said, no, they didn't ask me to hold them. I was just curious. If you want them, I'll sell them to you for a dollar a piece. Dust included, she said. So I went ahead and picked all these up. It ended up being, I think, 20 or 25 books, all of them from the early 1900s. So these are really old, 100-plus-year-old religious texts. These were the Dictionary of the Bible, Volume 2 and Volume 4. These were published by Charles Scribner's Sons from 1905. Again, these were a dollar a piece. I had someone on Etsy that bought these two volumes at $27.99 a piece, so the total sale was $55.98 plus almost $14 in shipping. These were also very big, very heavy books. You will find that books of that age tend to have probably more weight than contemporary books because the paper is heavier and the covers are thicker. So that's something to be aware of, particularly if you're going to do free shipping on your books, that older books can be a lot more expensive to ship. But that's not not a bad way to end uh, the week. I continue to do really, really well. I did an episode last week where I talked about my current experience with eBay's promoted listings that I started a little over a month ago. 
and it continues to do very, very well. My free promotion has ended, so I'm now paying the fees. (laughs) Uh, So that's not nearly as much fun, but it's still generating significant amounts of business. Historically, at the rate I normally list items, at the end of a given week, my net listings on eBay have increased pretty much every week since I started listing stuff on eBay to the point where I was at 9,200 plus listings and it just kept growing. Since I've started promoted listings, I am selling more stuff than I am able to list. So I'm actually having net decreases in my active listings on eBay for the first time in probably three years because promoted listings are selling so much more stuff for me than I was doing without them. So again, if you haven't watched that episode, I will leave a link to that down below in the show notes and the video description below. If you're curious what the what the stats and the math looked like on how eBay's promoted listing standard has worked for me. But uh, as I said in that episode, it has worked really, really well. And it's put me in a position where I'm selling things really for the first time in the history of my business. It's almost three years now as a full-time reseller. I'm selling them faster than I can get the things relisted. So, which is a good problem to have. <laughs> uh, I'm really happy with that. So, With that being said, uh, that's about all I've got for this week. Like I said, there really wasn't any reselling news. I do not have any interviews scheduled for this week. I'm going to take a week off from that. We will catch you again next week with hopefully some reselling news and some more what sold. And in the meantime, it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.